Hi, I'm Jonathan Schechter, and welcome to another episode of One Question Wednesday. This is episode eight, where I talk with Alex Souk, who is a lovely gentleman who does breathwork and cold exposure in Bali. And we have a lovely chat that really touches a wide spectrum of topics. But the main question that I ask him is, you know, how he works with people with trauma. And he has a lot of really beautiful thoughts. Um, A lot of good nuggets came out of this one. So I really hope that you enjoy it as much as I had filming it. Cheers. Hey, brother. Hey, Alex. Hi, Jonathan. Welcome. I'm very happy to be here. Yeah, so happy to have you. So welcome to One Question Wednesday, the podcast where we ask our guests one question, one burning question. And uh, today our guest is uh, Alex Souk, Breathing Cold Bali. I have been following Alex's account um, pretty much since I got interested in breathwork um, because my um, sort of my doorway into breathwork was doing cold exposure. So I think that's probably what I noticed first. And, uh, you know, as my interest grew and I started learning more about breathwork. Of course, you know, your, your account was there as well. Just, um, you know, giving amazing um, pictures of, of your uh, practice in Bali. And just so glad that you're uh, here with us today, Alex. Thank you. I can feel that. Thank you, Jonathan, for your words. Yeah. So, Alex, you have uh, some facilitator training program starting soon, right? Yes. I, I realized that this is the most interesting work for me. So I, I call it facilitator program, but it's the truth is it's my intention is to create a really in-depth experience. And I've always been frustrated by the length of, you know, a four hour workshop, a one day workshop, a three day workshop, a one week retreat. And and now it's uh, three weeks in person and online and then six months overall where we follow up. And that allows me to have space to really de- do deep work with whoever is joining. I would say half are joining for personal reason and personal desire for transformation. And along the way, they feel called to offer this work uh, and become facilitators. Because as you know, once you are tapping into the magic of those modalities, you can't help but being called to share this because there is something powerful and wonderful about all this. Yeah, absolutely. I was actually just talking about that with, um, with my partner the other day about, you know, like sometimes before we start um, like some sort of big transformation, we want to feel like, oh, I need to be ready. You know, I need to, I need to be ready before I start this. But oftentimes what I found is that it's the, the process itself that actually gives you what you need that makes you ready. You know, it's, it's actually starting. And that's where you like learn the things that you need to know that you're the, you know, the things that are keeping you stuck is by actually like just jumping into whatever program it is and, and going for it. So I totally agree. You, know, you, you. You, point, you point something very important and people can research it. It's, it's the role of dopamine in our lives. Mm. And dopamine is really that hormone of craving. And we're always wanting more, more, more. And most of us have some kind of relation to dopamine, whether it's we work all the time uh, or we just seek pleasure all the time. And they say that some people can afford the beach house and others can enjoy the beach house. But (laughs) if we want to be happy, we need to acknowledge whether we are led by dopamine 
or if we are able to tap into oxytocin and more sustainable in the now and in the present hormones. And that's something that a lot of people are, you know, not being able to manage easily. And the culture of social media and instantly of always switching just reinforce that it's okay to be in this constant dopamine rush uh, life. So really, really fair point that you mentioned there. And yes, of course, breast is the answer. So, um, and it's really about connecting mind and, and body and the breath. You can take any, any school of thoughts, uh, Qigong, Tai Chi, yoga, it's meditation. The breath is always a common denominator. So really having a fine understanding of what is the mechanic of prana? What is the mechanic of this energy moving through the body? Once you have that and the knowledge that when the mind is happy, you get the understanding of what's going on. And then you get to experience for yourself and to feel your emotions that are stuck in the body. And then all of a sudden, you create that unity between the mind and, and the body through the breath. And it's, um, it's easy. <laughs> it's not rocket science. It's, and you know, when we have these discussions, it's always hit home with everyone because we know, because it feels right. It feels like, yes, it is true. It is, it is true to each of us because it's going back to our innate truth. There is nothing that I need to convince you about. It just feels right. And all about when we talk about all these modalities, it always feels right. And the way we live our lives, the way we are conducting ourselves, doesn't feel right mm. because it's done from a place of frustration, resentment, fear, anger, which is fed by government, which is fed by society, by culture, by parents who did it from love. But so when we are able to clear the noise and the mess that we live in and have the access to the source, our true self, then things flow. And life is wonderful and it's beautiful and there is just beauty and love. But you need to clear the ego. You need to clear the, you know, the, the muscular tensions that are always there. You need to clear the negative thoughts, patterns that have been imprinted by society and families. So when you have access to that, then you tap into your true self and then you can know yourself. Absolutely. And there's, I, there's no better, there's no better teachers to, for that, for being present than the cold and with your breath. I mean, it's impossible to be somewhere else to be distracted when you're in an ice bath. You know, you literally have no other choice than just to be there with your breath and be present and just experience this wonderful sensation of like, wow, I'm so much more powerful than I thought I was. You know, my mind was telling me, oh, don't do this today. You know, you don't need to do this. You can do it tomorrow. Or, you know, this is silly. Why are you doing this again? And then as soon as you're there and, and you let go and just breathe into it, it's just pure presence. The beauty of the breath and the eyes, they are tools because we've got a concept. Okay, how do I create integration between body, mind, spirit? And intellectually, we can make sense of it. But the secret is daily practice. Hmm. If we all in each of us reflect on why we're good at what we're good at, whatever that is, it's not talent, it's not genius, it's just hard work. Mm -hmm. So having a daily practice of embracing fear, of embracing discomfort, of feeling the resistance, and then having those tools, I call them, and it's from Dr. Marco and forced mindfulness. <laughs> you get into an ice bath. You don't have a choice. I don't care about your mind anymore. Right. You get there. And then you consciously traumatize yourself. 
-hmm. You consciously say, I'm going to get it through a trauma in five seconds. And then if I push too long in the ice bath and I come out and I, my body temperature drops, I'm going to have a near-death experience. I'm going to go be close to hypothermia. My body starts shivering and it says, I'm not safe in my body anymore. And this is disassociation. I feel, oh my God, this is not, I'm not okay anymore. And learning consciously to experience these moments where I am not connected to myself and having that ability to reconnect deeply is wonderful. Most people that have experienced an involuntary near-death experience will tell you it's a life-changing moment. It says, oh my God, now all of a sudden I was able to do that. But the ice bath is a tool that gets you to do that consciously. And that's why it's so groundbreaking. So it's really not about doing, being super strong and, right. you know, alpha male approach to it. It's more about, can I be vulnerable? Can I experience trauma in a safe environment? Can I reclaim my body? Can I be safe in my body again? Can I learn to be okay, to not be okay? Yeah. And that's something that we are not taught to do because your, your parents told you, don't be sad, don't, don't get angry, be a good boy, et cetera, et cetera. So you're not taught that it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to feel my emotions. So having this practice forcefully to go through that, it's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. And it's free. <laughs> and we all have access to it. Your breath is always there for you. Right. You know? Yeah. And, and so, yeah, that's, that's what it's all about. Awesome. Well, now that we've had a, a couple of minutes to let people join, I wanted to get into our one question. And for those of you in the audience, if you have a question for Alex, please um, type it into the chat so that we can um, get to that as well. My one question for you today, Alex, is um, how do you work with clients to come to you with, with trauma? You know, when we be earlier before when we were talking about setting up this episode, um, you know, you mentioned that that was um, something that you really wanted to discuss. And it's definitely an interest of mine as well. So you know, uh, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, how you work with that in your practice? Thank you. Yes. We are all full of trauma. We are all results of traumas. That's all we are. And trauma <laughs> is, is not a rape or a physical abuse only. Right. A trauma is a moment and a set of experiences that you were not able to consciously process. So you, you couldn't escape a situation. You could fight the situation. So you disassociated at one stage. You were not in your body anymore. And those traumas are stored in the body at a molecular level, in the muscle memory. So all of a sudden, we have these ease in the body that are stored. It would be pain somewhere. This, you know, anything that is in manifestation in the body, you have constant headaches, you have ear issues, you've got anything. And you cannot think your way through it. You cannot solve the problems with the tool that created the problems. You need to have another perspective and that's where the body comes in. So you need to do the body work in order to release those, those, those traumas. So breath work, basically what it does with the, the connected breath is the idea of having the breath back in the body. Breath is energy. And when you are dissociating, you know, when you're scared, you, you hold your breath, you're not breathing anymore. So every time when we feel, oh, people who have some breathing patterns, I always observe how people breathe because they tell me everything about what's going on. And every time they don't allow the breath to, to move freely in the body, then somehow there is some kind of a trauma that is stored there. So allowing the breath to come back in the body creates space. And all of a sudden we shake. So first we, we dance. 
we move because we need to release tensions. We need to shake it. You know, we have a lot of things going on in the hands and energy points in the hands, you know, Qigong, Tai Chi, this whole culture of, you know, feeling energy. Same with the feet. Uh, so having a lot of movements, getting back in the body, then doing some breath. And I teach a, a daily practice because I believe in that more than in trauma release. So I, I, I believe in softly releasing traumas through self-empowerment rather than relying on a facilitator. And I, I could talk at length. So I think we're limited in time. So I want to move to the eyes, but the, the breath is a, it's a huge part of it. And then we go into the eyes. And what's really wonderful in the eyes is it gets you into that trauma state right away. When you get in, you feel like you need to get out. <laughs> and that's something that you experience over and over, no matter how many times you do it. Right. And I, you know, in the Wim Hof method, they say, just take control. I like to take the few seconds in the eyes where I don't take control, where I actually, cre I've created space and I, I let it out. So people are always amazed when I, I facilitate and I demonstrate an ice bath and I have an outfit of Superman and I dress like Superman and I, and I say, I show you how to get an ice bath and I get in the ice and I start screaming and I start crying. And, and I, and then they had an idea of what is Superman. Superman is a guy in control of his emotions. Who's not feeling anything. That's, you know, the guy who's not letting anything come. But that's bullshit of our society. For me, Superman is a guy who's close to his emotions as, as allowing everything out. So I reframe the story of Superman now. And so I, I, I get them to, to let go first. Then they take control of their emotions. They stay until they don't need to go. So they, you know, they allow the trigger and to process the trigger. I want them to feel what's there, what's underneath the emotional resistance. And some people will want to get out. And that means you don't want to face your problems. There's nothing to do with the eyes. Is you don't want to face your trigger. You want to escape. That's okay. You're not ready. You're not there yet. It's no, no judgment. So, and what I do, and I can do it safely in Bali because it's hot. I get them to stay an edge in the eyes, not to stay in the comfort zone of like, let's say two minutes where, but I want them to come out and I, with the after drop effect, their body temperature is going to drop and they're not going to be safe in their body anymore. Hmm. And that's a really, really scary place and a scary moment because you feel, what if I cannot heat up my body again? How can I stop? Because you know, you, if you go at 32 degrees, your body will get you into a coma state. So this is not okay. And you're going to do everything to get out of this situation. But what I allow people again in a safe moment to actually, instead of trying to stop the vibration of the body and the shivering to heat up the body, to enhance it, it. Yeah. to shake it, to lean into it. Mm -hmm. Because how do animals release trauma is through shaking. Right. We do it also in our culture, but we get drunk and we go to a club and we dance on Saturday night or we go to Zumba. So we have those in, innate knowledge that oh, we have unconscious sex. So it's somehow shaking is a way to release tensions. But if you do it consciously and you learn to do it consciously and to be with it, then all of a sudden you are now training yourself to face potentially traumatic situations, but to already and immediately release them. So the next time you're going to face a situation, huh, I know what it feels like because I did it this morning in the eyes. I feel the urge to get out, to disassociate, to get out of my body because I'm not safe. And I can, and now my body has a memory of it and I can go back in my body and feel safe again. And this process is incredible because it's not so much about remembering the trauma, it's about educating the body that you are safe in your body and it's okay to be in your body. And that helps people with PTSD, with any mental disorder to actually reclaim ownership of their, of their body.
And it's life transforming. It's life transforming. And you don't need me. You don't need a facilitator. You need to learn it to experience it. But then you have a cold shower. You know, we all have a cold shower at home. Stay longer in a cold shower. Stay to the point of you're not okay. Do it safely with, you know, hot drinks and hot clothes. So you can, you know, warm up in case you edge too much. But getting in that place where, hey, what if I edge a little bit is really, 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 really wonderful. I have to say you need to do it if your immune system is strong because the ice will put pressure on your immune system. So if you feel weak and vulnerable and a bit compromised on your immune system, you're going to get sick. So is a, but if you're strong, it's going to boost it and reinforce it. So we say with the ice, you need to go slowly. You need to go progressively and you need to learn to know yourself and where you're at. So some days I don't want to get in the ice. Some days I want to get in the ice. So you learn to listen to not the fear, not the resistance from the mind, but trust and what's going on in the body and lean into, into it. And, um, it's, it's, I cannot say other words. It's really life transforming. And in this time where we are now not trusting anyone anymore, we don't trust the religions. We don't trust governments. We don't trust science. I think it's a wonderful thing because we finally get to realize that we have to trust ourselves and that's all we can do. And I think it's exactly what we needed. Yeah, I I really uh, resonate with the with the self empowerment part of what you're talking about, and it just sounds like you're giving people so many different resources to be empowered to to work with them with themselves and to like look at these deep dark parts of ourselves that we've disowned that we've tried to hide away either by not thinking about them or you know self soothing with drugs with alcohol you know you mentioned sex you know maybe scrolling on Instagram or you know, there's a, there's a million ways that we do it right but these are all ways of like disempowering ourselves and moving away from feeling and and what these modalities do is give us the resources and the safety to to actually feel them so i love that you you know it it sounds like you're taking um, people on quite a journey where you're starting them off with like hey let's dance let's move let's you know let's 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 start to to, to stir things up, you know, and then the breath work is like, okay, let's, let's get in, into it even more. And then in the ice, you know, you're, you're confronted with it. And then I, I actually am really intrigued by, um, by your method in terms of, uh, you know, kind of edging it and then letting the after drop happen. Uh, it's definitely something I'm going to try myself because usually, yeah, I stay in for, you know, three or four minutes and that's not really enough to, to get to that edging point for me, you know, just with, with my own practice. So I, I am curious to try that. Just make sure you've got safety in place. Just right. have someone to help. So if you do it in nature, you don't do it alone. If you are in the ice, someone is not in the ice. You need to be careful. A few things on what you said. The, the, we constantly look for someone to save us. Hmm. And, you know, whether it's a doctor, a partner, a government, and the, key of empowering people is it's, it's the only way it can work. Unless you take full responsibility and you take care of yourself and you do it for yourself and you don't let someone else do it, you're not going to get it. You're not going to, it's not going to work. So the empowerment is almost, for me, the only way to go about it. It's not, it's not that I, I choose that avenues as I don't believe in the other avenues. I don't believe that, you know, if I hang out of, on my therapist, I hang out on my, on my pills or whatever it is, it's, it's just focusing on the symptoms, not going to the root cause. But if I have the tools that I can, whenever I'm triggered in my everyday life, do the work, 
with the tools that I haven't been equipped with, then I can go, then I can do it. But if I, if I constantly wait for that, that session where I can process or that moment, no, you need to deal with it when you're triggered. Right. And if you're triggered in the supermarket and you can release in the supermarket and move in the supermarket, that's wonderful. You know, so having that ability to be in your body and not in your mind, it's what it's all about. Like unbodied practices. And, and, um, once you have that, it's from Wim Hof, this quote, I'm not sure it's even from him, but it's all this is easy, but it's not simple. Right. (laughs) It's nothing complicated, but it's the application of it. It's the daily routine is actually doing it. That it's all about. And finally, I want to say that the key marker to health, if you want to know if someone is healthy, is joy. And I think that this is also something that we don't focus enough on is, is this person joyful? Because if you have, if you're joyful, then it means the body's happy. The mind is happy. The mind is at peace, but it has nothing to do with other, other markers. And now we're focused on, do you have the right vaccine? And do you stay at home? And you, what, what insanity, you know, if you stay at home, you're not going to move and you're not going to mix and you're not going to have social connection. And now the science of health is pretty clear, you know, is really joy and the tool that can get you to experience joy are the ones that are going to be happy. There is dear connection between your emotions and the impact on your health. So yeah, hopefully people are going to be forced to do this work because they will lose other um, directions that they were getting in their lives. Again, trusting science, trusting the doctors, trusting the governments, trusting religions, trusting politics, economics, all this is completely destroyed now. And that's a wonderful thing. It needs to get worse before it gets better. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of how life is, right? (laughs) Yeah, things get worse before they get better. Yeah, and and I really do resonate with what you just said in terms of joy being a marker for, for happiness. And it's it's so it's just a great example of how we create our perspective, right? Like one, you can get in your car and somebody cuts you off and it's not the same every day and it's not the same for every person. So if, if we were having an objective experience, everybody would get the same amount of anger this every time or, in, and so would, so would I. But you know, some days I get in my car and if somebody cuts me off, it's, it makes me kind of annoyed. And some days I just kind of laugh about it. So that's a good indication that, you know, we're creating our own, um, our own experience and our own, um, with our own perspective, you know, and our own emotional and, and, uh, and state of our body. So yeah, you know, having these daily practices is, is, is the key to improving those, you know, just to, to that joy, to that peace, to not being triggered, you know, definitely building up our, our mental and emotional resilience so that, you know, things can just roll off of our back instead of triggering us. And what you just said is absolutely groundbreaking. This is so important. One of the key moments in my life was an interview that I watched. I think I was 14 was Richard Bronson. And he was with two hot blonde girls on a super yacht being interviewed. And he was laughing all the time. And the interviewer said, come on, it's easy to be happy because look, you've got the, the, the yacht, you've got the private island, you've got the girls. It's easy. Of course, you're happy. And he replied, and I, that stayed with me till today. You've got it all wrong. It's the other way around. It's because I'm happy that I've got the girls. It's because I'm happy that I've got the island and the yacht. And that's really what it's all about. It's about you creating your reality, you defining your personality, 
And that's Joe Dispenza. Your personality now creates your personal reality. So when I do this morning routine and I finish and I say, today's the best day of my life and I scream it and I feel it and I, I, I breathe it, I step into the world centered, connected. I have created the vibration of my future self, of the vision I have of myself. And now I don't let my environment define how I feel. Most people are defined by their environment. Mm. Rich people make rich kids. Poor people make poor kids. We all reproduce things. Why is she sad or she lost her key 20 years ago? Da, 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 da. So if you expect maybe you got lucky and you're going to be happy, maybe you're not get unlucky and you're going to be sad and have a miserable life. That's a risky business. But if you realize that the opposite is also true and you can craft who you are and your personality, you realize that once you put that energy in the world, it comes back to you. We all know it. If someone is joyful, you're going to invite him to the party or let's have him around. He's a nice guy you want at the table because he's, he makes a lot of jokes. He's a kind of vibration you want around you. And someone who's heavy, you don't want, maybe don't want to do business with them. You don't want to buy from them. So if you acknowledge that, then all of a sudden you have those tools, breath work, ice bath, meditation, and you can go on, Tai Chi, Qigong, anything that gets you to center yourself, to start and create that vision of yourself and vibrate that in the world. If you do that, then you don't have to worry about anything. Everything comes to you. N nothing is a problem. Money, love, whatever it is, it's just a manifestation of the same thing. And it is easy. It's not simple, but it's easy. Yeah, easy, not simple. <laughs> or the other way around. Oh, but it's, it's, you get the idea. Like, we understand it. We understand it. It right. makes sense. Yeah. The difference and the delta is a daily practice. Yeah. That's it. Hard work. Life is hard work. Okay. Make it work at it. Work at dealing with my emotions. Okay. Fear, resentment, anger, frustration, all these things that are part of my imprint because I inherited them from my parents out of love. You know, right. they did it out of love, but that's part of my, my imprint. It's, but we are all wonderful, human, kind people within us. There is no evil. Right. You know, someone who's abusing people, it's out of a false expression of love that they inherited from their parents who were unresolved in their issues and you that's it and once you are able to just be aware of it have consciousness of it then you can catch yourself and have be compassionate about it hey this is where i am and that's absolutely okay so it's um it's an ongoing journey yeah you know so i i do want to respect your time here alex i know it's eight o'clock in the morning for you so i'm not sure what else you've got going on but I love what you just said about, you know, everything being in the moment, right? When we're dealing with those fears, the negative emotions, all we have to do is just focus on the, the moment, the present, right? We don't have to worry about our whole life. You know, all we have to do is focus on what's happening right now in my body. And that's what these practices are doing too, is just getting us back into our body, getting us present, getting us centered so that we can express whatever emotions are happening in this present moment. So it's, you know, some, I think some people get so overwhelmed, especially in the beginning of like, well, I've been living with depression my whole life, or I've lived, been living with this chronic pain or whatever it is, but you don't have to worry about your whole, the whole rest of your life. All you have to do is worry about this breath right now, you know, and then the next breath and things will take care of themselves in that simple, you know, not easy, but simple way that we've been talking about. 
Yeah. Depression is complete lack of emotion. It's complete suppressing of it all. And the key is that it's not being happy all the time. It's just being true to whatever emotion is there, as you said. Yeah. So sadness, anger, it's all there. It's okay if you want, but move it. Dance to anger, dance to sadness, dance to resentment, dance to frustration. It's okay. Yeah. But what is not okay is to just let it inside. And with, you know, again, society, I deal with my problems. I don't need to bother you with that. Uh, you know, we don't need, to, you know, it's not okay. And when kids are making a tantrum, come on, stop it. Don't do this in public. Right. Uh, and it can go on with every topic, sexual energy, sexual energy is taboo. No, it's not, it's not okay to have sexual energy. You know, this is to keep in the bedroom. So people are frustrated, pornography, uh, emotional and sexual abuse, pedophilia with kids and, and priests and all those stories. It all comes from not honoring our true self and allowing the society to define who I am. Of course, it doesn't work. I, I am an animal at a physiological level. I'm this, I haven't changed from when I was a caveman. There's nothing different. But I'm not, I'm not allowed to operate the same way I was as a caveman. I don't eat the same way as a caveman. So we are all, and we're focused on what we eat, but not how to eat and when to eat, which is what was the main focus on the caveman. He was eating what was available to him, <laughs> but he was eating a lot. And then he was resting until there was food again available. And then he was really enjoying his meal. He was resting. Now you grab a coffee, you grab a, a bagel, and you're in sympathetic as you're eating. Of course, you're not going to digest your food. Yeah. And you have all these process. No, eat food, not processed chemicals. So you can apply all these principles to every aspect of, of life. It's always the same story. You are an animal, understand, honor it, be with that animal, function like an animal. And, you know, have the filters of the mind. You know, we live in society, so it doesn't mean you do crazy things, but have the filter of the mind as an assistant of the body, not the other way around, you know, but it's really... You know, there are two sides of the coin, but there is, is not duality. It's one side is not the coin. The other side is not the coin. You've got both sides to make a coin. And most people are just stuck in their head. It says, okay, it's my mind, my mind, my mind. It was, but the truth is you, you are guided by your emotions. So that's where the work is. And yeah, I have now, um, if, if you guys are interested, I have a facilitator training starting Monday. We have a call in half an hour with the people who are about to start this journey. I think some of you are in the, in the live right now. And uh, so, yeah, anyone interested in jumping last minute, it's an incredible journey of self-mastery and of being of service of others and creating transformation for everyone you encounter, your kids, your partner, people you work with, Mother Earth. It's all relationship. There is no difference between how you have an imprint in the world or you have an imprint on, on, on your partners, on the kids. And when you, uh, you see that, you witness that, then you just become an integrated being that is just flowing in its truth, not disassociated in different, in different boxes. So yeah, but I'm really grateful to have that opportunity. I love doing these little moments, show you my little, little story here in Bali in my house. That's uh, beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that was a great segue into kind of wrapping up. And so Alex, I really appreciate your time and, and what a wonderful conversation. I feel like we could keep talking about these topics for quite a while. So just, yeah. just again, uh, if people are interested in learning more about you and your program, um, where, where should they go? So uh, www.breathingcoldbali.com. For now, I really focus on this uh, three weeks intensive integration. And the reason is 
if you want to go deep, you need to be vulnerable. You need to be tired. You need to do the work. But if every time you go back into your cave, you go back into your habits and your comfort zone, we're not going to get there. So I need to get, get in there. And breathwork, ice baths, and the third pillar is authentic relating is absolutely wonderful because it's embodied practice and then bringing back through connection. This is, you know, why AA is happening in groups. Healing is in communities getting you to bring it back to consciousness through the support of, of compassionate inquiry and things like that with, with the group. Working on a documentary, a book, online courses, a lot, of, a lot of that coming. So yeah, I have a WhatsApp group. So through my Instagram, people can join. I post quite a lot of cool things that I find online of other incredible people because you know, I'm not inventing anything. This is all you know, common sense and knowledge that is out there that has been used by tons of incredible People before us, we just, you know, spit out a, a, a variation of the same story, you know? <laughs> and what's interesting is the science now is catching up on a lot of things. Like, you know, a guy got a Nobel Prize or three guys for Nobel Prize on oxygen uh, um, uh, uh, research in 2019 and the power of reducing your oxygen level. But these things were known by the yogis and uh, for generations. And you go to the pyramids in Egypt and you think things about, you know, human design that has always been there and things like that. And we're just, you know, catching up now. So there is something a bit, and that's the link to spirituality. There is things that we have to acknowledge that we could just can't make sense of. Mm. And we have to acknowledge that it's part of our, our world. It's part of our life is not to always make sense of it all. And understand that there is something that is beyond body and mind, you know, whatever is spirit or soul or, and when you tap into that, Wow. It's, it's just, it's like opening up a new portal and, um, yeah, it's, it's a fun place to be. Yeah. Awesome. Well said. Yeah. I think it just ties into what we started with, which is that things have to get better or worse before they get better. Right. So now we're able to return to all this wonderful uh, knowledge that's always been under our nose, like the breath. <laughs> You know, you can always say, is the situation good or is the situation bad? But the situation is, is what it is. Right. Is COVID a good thing or a bad thing? It is what it is. Right. It's your relation to it that matters. Do I see it as a good thing or do I see it as a bad thing? But it's, it's a conscious choice that yeah. you make. And you can do it with absolutely every situation. You can say, oh, yeah. And again, I refer to this, one of my mentors, Mark Cohen, and he's got written beautiful words of, of poetry and, and kids' book all around those, those topics. So I, I think we need to reach kids and get them educated with, with these modalities because um, the change comes from within. I don't believe in the cop. I don't believe in the governments making the right decisions. I, I, I believe in empowering people to tap into their true self and then being kind and honoring their true nature. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much and good luck with your uh, training program and get your Superman you. costume ready. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a Let's blast. Let's be superhumans. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for the opportunity and uh, yeah. well done for these initiatives and, and that's a wonderful thing to do. And I'm feeling very honored that you, you reached out to me. So thank you so much. Oh, pleasure's all mine, Alex. Really appreciate your time. Have a great day. All right. All right. Goodbye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Love and peace. Thanks for checking out this episode of One Question Wednesday. I hope that not only you enjoyed it, but that you feel inspired to go and practice, you know, go meditate, 
do some breath work, take an ice bath, or that you feel curious about adding a new practice to your self-development and transformation work. As always, if you can like, follow, subscribe the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to it on, that really helps just making that or adding a review really helps push the show up in the algorithm. And also follow me on Instagram at Blue Magic Alchemy, all one word. And if you're interested in learning more about breathwork or you'd like support integrating or preparing for self-development and transformational work, uh, reach out to me at bluemagicalchemy at gmail.com or on Instagram to set up a discovery call for integration coaching. Until next time, thank you, be well, and keep practicing. <music>